0: everybody. Welcome back to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Pekulski. As always, my goal is to bring you the best information to assist, guide, support you through this journey to become the greatest version of yourself and ultimately live your greatest life in a body you love. And I'm grateful for you tuning in as always. Uh, It's been an incredible couple of months down in Costa Rica. A lot of personal growth, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of time by myself in meditation, a lot of time by myself Um, just in contemplation and exploring what I say, what I call... Uh, as as the boundaries in my mind, you know, the boundaries that we set in our minds tend to be the limitations we invoke on ourselves. And uh, oftentimes the belief systems we create form our reality. And we believe that the world is a certain way, or we are a certain way or others are a certain way based on how the world has expressed itself to us in the past. So if we've experienced certain situations, um, our brain tends to generalize and form beliefs Form our reality according to either the way we've acted or the way others have acted toward us. And what I've been encouraged to do and what I've been doing um, pretty religiously while down here is just exploring it all and all of the things going on in the world right now, all the things going on in my world right now, all the things going on in my mind, my beliefs, my business, my family, and um, the idea of taking time, even if it's Five to ten intentional minutes every day to start to explore your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions is an incredibly powerful tool that we all have access to. And where this started for me, so you know, sometimes it's hard to to know where to begin. So my goal for today is, is as well as answering five or six other questions that have come through social media, I want to talk a little bit about this and where you would start, and. The place I encourage us all to start is simply by exploring the things that rub you the wrong way, the things that irritate you, the things that you think have to be a particular way. And uh, that, for many of you, can start with exercise. And for some of you, that can start with the political climate right now. For others, it can start with your relationships. Um, Some people, it can start with nutrition. Wherever you think, you have things figured out. I encourage you to explore it. I encourage you to question what you think you know. And if you were to attend, or if you've ever attended one of my live events, the first thing that I tell every single person that walks through the door is explore what we're going to teach you this weekend because without questioning what you think you know, information by default simply can't enter your mind. Even though you may come with a belief that you are there to learn. If you think you have things figured out already, there's nothing to learn. So there's been some research that suggests that after 35, 95% of our daily routine is unconscious, meaning it's thoughtless. So if you guys have been part of the Muscle Intelligence community for any amount of time, you know, the number one thing I teach and exercise is intentionality. What does intentionality mean? It means being present, creating an awareness of what I'm currently doing and how to make it better. And that, I believe, is the most powerful thing that exercise can do for you, as well as, yes, of course, changing your body. And yes, of course, changing your mind, your physiology, your biology, and all these wonderful things. If you can learn to become present, aware, and intentional about the things you do, both in the gym and, of course, outside of the gym, it simply opens the door to change. One of the challenges we face as humans is – routine. One of the greatest blessings of uh, who we are as humans is routine. And one of the biggest challenges of who we are as humans is routine. It's the blessing and curse of life as it so often is. It's so great to be able to put some very important things on autopilot every day. That allows us to do more, to be more productive. But sometimes some of the things we put on autopilot are destructive, or maybe they're not productive. And they limit us in our ability to grow and expand and ultimately develop our greatest selves. Something that I've been going through, through lately, um, just literally in the last couple of weeks, is this awareness that good is the enemy of great. And sometimes when life becomes good, it takes away your, your fangs and claws. It takes away your tenacity. It takes away the chip on your shoulder. And you're like, oh. I'm I'm good, you know. Things are pretty. Things are pretty good, and I've noticed that in myself a lot, a little bit lately, maybe a lot. And uh, I've been meditating deeply on how to uh, renounce good and how to stop accepting any semblance of mediocrity in my life. And for those high achievers out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The world is very much. Um, promoting mediocrity, right? It's very hard to excel at anything and uh, not feel like you're hurting somebody's feelings or not have somebody try to tear you down. It's the idea of the crabs in the bucket, right? As someone tries to climb out, everybody else wants to bring you back down. So eventually you almost develop this learned helplessness where as you start to accelerate in certain things or you start to um, express that you're accelerating in certain things or even your desire to get better at certain things, and a lot of times the people around you are uh, holding you back intentionally or otherwise, right? And I think there's an interesting exploration there in, in everyone's life to, to really explore the top, the five people you surround yourself with and make sure, make damn sure that those five people are insp- inspirational to you. They're, they're uh, people that you aspire to be like. Um, make sure that those people have your best interest at heart and lift you up because it feels as though sometimes people are there to lift themselves up. And when it comes time to lift you up, it's not always the same way. And I get for some people, it's very hard to cut ties with people you've been close with for a very very long time. But if your aspiration is to be uh, happy, to be fulfilled, to live your greatness, to live with all of the passion and purpose that exists in your soul. And trust me, it exists in everyone's soul. I don't, think you need to tr- I don't think you need to hear me say, trust me, you know. If you're a listener to this podcast, you're someone who is a high achiever. You're someone who buys into this reality that there's something great in every single one of us. And finding it sometimes requires going deep inside the darkness. Maybe it goes deep inside the things that you think you know and starting to question them. And so one person that I say has the greatest impact on my, has had some of the greatest impact on my life um, is Tom Purvis. And you guys have heard Tom on the podcast before, and Tom doesn't even know the impact. Maybe he does. I may have told him, but um, he doesn't even understand the depth of impact he's had on my life. And it goes so far beyond exercise. And I encourage you, I hope I can do that for some of you, as I know that a lot of you come to me to learn exercise and learn how to get in shape, learn how to build muscle. And, And to me, that stuff is very easy. Very, very easy. Like if you have a hard time building muscle, losing fat, you simply don't know how yet. And it's not complex. What the, the biggest limitation you'll have is your beliefs about what you think is possible for you. And if you could open up your mind to a new belief system or new, the, the new realm of possibilities, um, you can change so quickly. I've actually had a very good friend in my life recently just transform her body uh, just astronomically in such a short amount of time because she refused to accept that it's hard. She just woke up every day and went about her business and looks fantastic in a short amount of time. And it, and it seems like it's, it's who, who she is for life. It's not like it's a battle. It's not like it's a struggle with your internal demons. It's just like, oh, I didn't realize it could be so easy because that, that conscious decision entered her mind and she made it and she stepped forward into it and she took daily action. There's no question. Sometimes it takes discipline, daily action, but changing your life isn't hard. It simply takes intentionality which in my eyes, intentionality at the the root of that is awareness and presence. And when I say presence, it simply means being present in the moment. And then you could extrapolate that further into saying, well, how do we become present in the moment? Well, maybe it's through breathing. Maybe it's through meditation, learning to become conscious of your thoughts, your words, your actions, your beliefs, your behaviors. So that's my opening monologue. Call it maybe a rant for today. And as i sit down here and explore all of the incredible people who have entered my life over the last 20 40 years um, i can't be i can't help but be overwhelmed with gratitude and the way that i frame people who enter your life for any short amount of time or any amount of time however long or short um, i really call these people my angels and if you if you frame it from a perspective of the thing that they brought you whether good or bad in the moment changed you and sent you on this new course. And it's only subject to your interpretation. Right. And one of the, one of the stories that comes to mind is my children. And I could be sitting at a dinner table and say the exact same thing to both children. They both interpret it extremely differently based on the state of the nervous system in that moment. You know, are they, are they happy? Are they sad? Are they stressed? Are they mad? Are they anxious? Uh, and, and they're going to be in completely different states based on the, their sleep they had that day, the food they ate that day, the amount of stress they had that day, the amount of exercise they had that day. So all of those things are impacting how they receive the information in the world around them. So it's not just the words you say, it's not just the words they hear, it's how they interpret those words, how their nervous system actually receives that information. So any parents out there, even for yourself, realize that the meaning of the words you say is the the perception that they have is the meaning that they, they receive, right? So it's so important to acknowledge your state as you enter the world today, as you walk into your house and engage with your family, as you walk into the gym and engage with your body, as you walk into your employment or your business and engage with your team, your employer, your staff, whatever it happens to be, engage with a new opportunity. What is the state of your mind? What is the state of your nervous system? Is it ready to receive and be positive and take perhaps obstacles as opportunities? Or is it resistant to that? Is it maybe in a state of high alarm, high arousal, whereby your nervous system doesn't want to receive this information? Your nervous system goes, Oh, I'm I'm angry at this. I'm upset with this. I don't want to receive this. I don't want to take this on. Or if I do take this on, I'm going to put a spin on it that maybe is. of my own um doing and not reality itself right hopefully that makes sense to you so as the it's the idea that that anything that is received into your eyes your ears um has to go through your own filter and the filter in my eyes is the nervous system so how do we then learn to influence the nervous system so the autonomic nervous system you guys have heard me talk about this a thousand times with many of the guests is this um system in your body that ultimately perceives the environment, right? So as your senses perceive the environment, it's interacting with the autonomic nervous system and determining how you perceive it. So think of a, a tightly wound string. If the string is really tightly wound, any small amount of information causes huge ripples. If the, if the cord is, is you know, nice and tense, but not really tightly wound, then it tends to be a little bit more receptive to the information. Your body may not set off the alarm bells when you hear a little bit of stressful information. So at the risk of ranting or at the risk of going on longer than I should on this topic, I encourage you all to become aware of the current state of your emotions, current state of your thoughts, the current state of your nervous system, ultimately sitting there right now, listening to this podcast. How do you feel? How does your mind feel? What level of tension? What level of arousal do you feel in your muscles? What level of tension, what level of arousal do you feel in your mind, in your breath? Can you influence it? Can you make it go faster, tighter, stronger? Can you make it go softer, calmer, lighter? Every time you step into a new scenario today and this day forward, remember that It's not just the the information you receive. It's the filter that it has to pass through that influences your perception of it, whether that be for yourself or your kids. This is important. So one thing I want to wrap with on this specific topic before we get into a few other very important things that I want to talk about today. Good is the enemy of great. Comfort is the enemy of progress. That's important. And I found myself getting comfortable in many areas of life, in fact. And uh, hopefully you are someone who is at least becoming aware of your comfort. And, And let me say this. If you are comfortable, that's wonderful. And if you could become aware of your comfort, that's even more wonderful because now you can change it. You can choose to intentionally step into discipline every day. Maybe step into progress, seek progress, seek intentional obstacles. That's the beauty of exercise. Intentionally curated obstacles that are safe now I can develop the dopamine system in my brain. So dopamine is this reward pathway, right? So it's, it's well, maybe it's not the reward pathway. It's the pursuit pathway. If Dr. Heumann heard me say reward, he'd be very angry with me. It's the, it's, the, it's the pathway of pursuit. So if I'm pursuing a goal or an outcome and going through challenges and obstacles to get there, I'm developing this dopamine system. And that is a very, very um, good thing. That's a gift to have the opportunity to develop the dopamine system through intentional obstacles, intentional uh, progress. And now think about exercise, right? Where else in life can you safely subject yourself to really, really hard things and see where you want to quit, see where you want to buckle, see what your response is as you walk up to that set you don't want to do or do that cardio you don't want to do or go into the depths of the, the hardest set. What is, it, what is your response? What is your, your autonomic, automatic response? here's the cool thing. In that moment, because it's in a safe and controlled environment, you can smile and decide, do I want to keep going and develop my courage and develop my resilience? Or do I want to stop? Do I want to step into discomfort and grow? Or do I want to sit in comfort and stop? One of my favorite quotes of all time, and I should be able to say it relatively concisely, is I've said it so many times in my life. It comes from Lance Armstrong, and I apologize if I misquote, but I'll do the best I can. It's it's about quitting. And it says,
1: pain is temporary. It may last for a minute or
0: an hour or a month, but eventually it will subside. Quitting, however, lasts forever. And that really resonates with me as You know, at some point, we all have to stop. At some point, stopping is inevitable. But realizing if I can constantly make forward progress, even just 1% a day, if I push out my timeline and say, what, what am I capable of in five years, 10 years, 25 years? All of a sudden, what I'm capable of as a human is infinite, right? Infinite. There's there's no finite nature of our lives, although maybe there is, but if if we're trying to accomplish everything we can in a month or a year, that's incredibly finite and sometimes overwhelming. If I push out my timeline to 25 years, which is a recommendation of a guy that I look up to immensely, and I've mentioned it before, is Dan Sullivan. i pick up the book, The 25-Year Framework. He's he's a brilliant guy. I think he's 78 years old now, writing up his 25-year plan, Um, and he is unbelievably successful and an unbelievable business mentor. Um, but when you start pushing out your timelines into the future, all of a sudden what you're capable of becomes so much more reasonable. And now all I'm looking for is consistent daily action and maybe incremental progress. That's a very interesting place to come at the world. So thank you for listening to my rant on that. I want to encourage you all as we um, hopefully step into a uh, a time of growth is to invest in yourself. This is one of the things that comes up a lot for me lately is people are always asking hey, where should I invest my money? Where should I invest my time? What are the best things I should be doing? Every single one of you, regardless of how busy you are, who you have in your family should, and dare I say must invest in yourself every single day, every single day, even if it's 10 minutes, one hour, the more time you can invest in yourself and your personal growth and your development of skills your development of habits, in development of health, the more valuable you become to the human race, the more valuable you become into your community. When you can provide value, you can ultimately earn more revenue. So I've been mentoring a lot of business coaches lately. Some of you know that, some of you don't. Um, one of my favorite things to do in life after transitioning out of fitness many years back, well, I'm just obviously still in fitness, but after transitioning out of my year of, or my career as a professional bodybuilder is um, I think my new uh, deepest passion in life is, is understanding business. It's just such a fun thing for me. I really love it. I have a passion for it. And Oftentimes people come and they have a hard time understanding how to grow their business. And they say, well, how do you provide value, right? How much value do you provide? You will be compensated in direct proportion to the amount of value you can provide. And sometimes thinking differently is the key to providing value. All of us tend to model other people and do the same crap that everyone else is doing. And they're all struggling. They're all fighting for, it's a race to the bottom, right? I'm I'm going to undercut this person. cut their profits so low that they're not going to be able to stay in business. And then they put yourself out of business. So when you provide massive amounts of value to your audience or to your customers, all of a sudden they become raving fans and you develop a business. That's something that I aspire to do. And I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I really love um, this this branch or this this bridge, I should say, of um, fitness and business. I love fitness. I love teaching people about fitness. I love teaching about psychology and mindset and seeing, your, seeing the bells go off as we overcome their obstacles and every, as we overcome their paradigms and their beliefs. I love that. That's one of the most rewarding things in the world. And then when you turn their life around and you say, hey, those beliefs that you just got rid of now open up so many doors and so many opportunities for you. And you just see the enthusiasm, the joy come back in their heart and in their mind. It's one of my favorite things to do. Hopefully, every one of you gets to experience um, your greatness and and removing those limitations. And um, so, that's that's all I have to say about that. And to summarize that, invest in yourself, invest in yourself every day. And that could be something as simple as reading a book or doing your exercise or doing something that just makes you better as a human, makes you feel better, makes you look better, makes you perform better, makes you more wise. I'm going to share an interesting paradigm with you guys that I've that I meditate on every day, and I don't think I've shared this before on the podcast. And there's a good reason why I haven't shared it before on the podcast. But a lot of you ask about my meditation, so I wanted to share that today. And it's a perfect transition out of investing in yourself. And so there's four things that I personally meditate on every day, and it's been pretty consistent for a while. And these are the only four things that I think I aspire to right now as a human. And if I can bring more of these into my life, and you guys have heard me talk about every one, but if I can bring more of these into my life, I believe I will be fulfilled. I will be at the highest level of fulfillment that I aspire to or that maybe that I'm able to attain as a human, and I could be completely wrong. <laughs> but uh, for now in my life, these four things are my highest value, and you know if if you guys, everyone knows that my highest value is my family and my children. Um, but specifically, getting, getting deeper than that, there's four things that I meditate on. I encourage you, each of you to do this, and I'll walk you through how I meditate very quickly. So the first thing I meditate on is wisdom. And wisdom for me is the pursuit of um, a deep understanding of people of events of things and circumstances that ultimately result in the ability to choose and act and make effective decisions, ultimately with minimal time and energy. So, becoming a person of wisdom is someone who's a great contributor. Maybe they've been, maybe I've been through wonderful circumstances that allow me to learn. And instead of seeing those opportunities or circumstances as uh, challenges or as uh, things that maybe uh, disempower me. I see them as opportunities. You know, I, I had you guys have maybe heard about my encounter with my seven-year-old self in meditation recently, where I just told them, you know what? Every one of those challenges, every one of those people who uh, are not always kind and not always friendly, is simply developing your strengths. It's okay. Smile every time you have an obstacle. Every time you have a challenge, smile say thank you to that person because they're helping you develop your strengths. They're helping you get stronger if you choose that. Because remember, you can always choose strength and empowerment, or you can always choose victimhood and disempowerment, but the choice is always yours. And it's black and white. It's one or the other. You're either empowered or you're a victim. That's it. I hope and encourage each and every one of you to choose empowerment. So that is my um, meditation on wisdom. I encourage, or sorry, I meditate and I welcome wisdom into my mind, into my life, and into my being. And um, for me, that's learning, that's experiencing, that's engaging with people. that's learning to be a better communicator, learning to think deeply. So that's one. The other one I welcome into my life is integrity. You guys have heard me t- count about or talk about integrity numerous times. Integrity to me is the practice of being honest and showing a consistent and uncompromising adherence to moral morality, right? And so that's, for me, consistency between my thoughts, my words, and my actions. When I think of integrity, I think of um, wholeness, like being whole. And wholeness, in my eyes, reflects, are all these things I'm doing in alignment? Are the things I'm saying to you in alignment with what I'm living? And if I'm not, believe me, I feel it. And I'm sure, boom, to get right back on track. So I'm super grateful for my ability to feel my body and feel my emotions. When sometimes I say things, I'm like, oh, that's not an alignment. That's not an integrity. Let's make sure that I live in integrity. And again, am I perfect? Absolutely not. But the daily reminder says I'm on the right path. I'm on the right trajectory. So we've got wisdom. We've got integrity. We've got L. We've got
1: love. What is love?
0: I certainly don't know. For me, love is a deep level of acceptance, a deep level of
1: care, a deep level of connection
0: to, in my eyes, all things, right? I believe that we all are at the foundation of who we are, our love, our Able to access deep love. And I know there's, in order for there to be deep love, I've learned recently that there's probably also deep darkness. That's the polarity of life. Without darkness, there can be no light. And that's an interesting thought. And that to me brings up to mind what's kind of going on in the world right now. There's definitely darkness out there. There There's definitely people out there with bad intentions. Not everyone in the world has your best intention at heart. I don't care what you believe. Sorry, I've met people who live from darkness. And uh, until you meet them, it's hard to realize they exist, but they do. And sometimes darkness can be a very compelling uh, reality. If you feel, I believe all of us have darkness inside of us. I certainly know I do. And I think if you choose to acknowledge your darkness and realize it's there, it's there in all of us, But yet you're strong enough to say, I know it's there, but I choose not to use it. It's a conscious choice. So now, rather than denying it and becoming a victim to it, oh, it's not me. I don't want to do that. I'm victimizing myself. I can be empowered by it and go, yeah, I know it's there, and I know if I need it, it's like a tool in my tool belt. But it's a very special tool that only comes out if I absolutely must. And I want to harness that tool. I want to learn how to yield that tool. But I don't want to use that tool. But if I need to, it's there. So I encourage each of you to develop your light and acknowledge your darkness because it's important. I listened to a wonderful podcast recently, Tim Ferriss, actually. Um, I'm probably going to butcher the lady's last name, but it's uh, Francois. I believe her last name is Bourzat. B-O-U-R-Z-A-T. Francois Bourzat, Bourzat, Bourzette. Bourzette, Bourzette. Um, and she speaks about darkness in her journeys through psychedelic medicines. That's really interesting. Um, but moving along, I want to love myself. This is something I've come up with lately, by the way. I want to love myself. I want to love my actions. I want to love my body. I want to love my decisions. I want to love my work ethic. Now, here's an important distinction, actually, before I move on from this. You can love who you are without always loving who you, what you do. And I think that distinction is important. That actually came to me recently. When you think about nature, nature is this um, Mother Nature, let's say, is this uh, ever-present, perpetual cycle of giving. So there's death and there's rebirth and there's death and there's rebirth. But it's always there. It does. It doesn't care about your emotions. It doesn't care about your thoughts. It doesn't care about anything other than uh, it's always there for you. So uh, an animal, for example, is always an animal. And it's, it's, it's who they are. It's what they are. And I think that's the same, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's the same as I feel about myself as a human, is I'm, I'm a human. And at the root of who I am, just like mother nature shows up for us every day with the sun, the sun comes up and you know, we have everything we need, most people in the world so too is the essence of what we are, love. And loving who we are, what we are at our essence is what I think we should all aspire to love. You don't have to love what you do. You can do something really bad and be angry with yourself or be upset with yourself or be disappointed with yourself. That doesn't mean you hate yourself or you dislike yourself. And differentiating there, it's like the way you talk to your kids. Saying you are a bad person is speaking to their who they are. You say, you did something bad. That's a very different thing. So maybe I encourage each and every one of you and myself to delineate between who you are and loving who you are. And maybe not always loving what you do, but learning to love what you do. And that's the idea of living in integrity, right? And moving on, the final thing I want to talk about when it comes to our four things to meditate on. Oh, so when I'm speaking of meditation, I'm bringing these things into my life. I'm bringing more love into my heart. So wisdom is in my mind. Integrity is in my mouth. Love is in my heart. And the final one is strength. That's in my body. And strength to me means the capacity to withstand great pressure, the courage to stand up in the face of fear and go after what you want, the discipline to follow through, even when it feels like you're going to break. And maybe the fortitude to step outside of your comfort zone and do things that maybe you know you're going to be ridiculed for. Maybe you know you're going to get laughed at. Maybe you know that people are going to think you can't do it. You guys know my famous quote, right? Everyone told me I couldn't do it. Everyone told me I couldn't do it. So what did I do? I literally stuck two middle fingers to the world and I said, thank you. I'm going to do it myself. Not only am I going to do it once, I'm going to do it twice just to prove to you it wasn't a fluke. And that's something that resonates in my heart. I love when someone tells me I can't. I love it. Because as I ascend and as they progress and as they start to all become followers and fans and, and, and advocates, all you can do is smile and say, I did it. So I encourage each and every one of you to have the courage and fortitude to step outside of your comfort zone and the willingness to stand in what you believe in. Train your body, train your mind to be strong, to be powerful, rather than a victim, rather than weak. So hopefully that's helpful. That's how I meditate every day. So I bring all of those things into my body and my mind intentionally every day. Starting in my my mind where I, I call in wisdom, my words I call in integrity. My heart, I call in love and I welcome all the love of the world into my heart. And then I call in strength and discipline and courage into my body. I believe that's a complete view of at least what I aspire to do in life. Wisdom, integrity, love, and strength. Look for that on a t-shirt coming soon. (laughs) Um, One final thing before I wrap up today, you know, this is a long one, but if you guys are finding some value and some wisdom. And if you do, I would appreciate it. If you share with at least one person, you know, and love, if you're the type of person who'd love to see other people succeed, if you love to lift the other people around you up, share this podcast and other podcasts that we do on Muslim Intelligence with your friends and family and and uh, your community so that we can continue to grow the podcast and continue to have the great support of the amazing podcast sponsors that we have that make it possible. And the one final thing that I want to leave you with is Sometimes when you set a goal
1: and something gets in the way, or you set a goal, and you don't follow through,
0: or you set a goal and you fail, it can become hard or you can unconsciously become resistant to setting goals again. So if you're someone out there who's resistant to setting goals, or maybe you just don't set goals, ask yourself why. Have you failed in the past? Have you set goals and then not followed through? And so someone who sets goals is so much more likely to accomplish great things in their life. It's like having a compass. It's simply showing you where to go, how to make decisions. Is this in line with my goal? Yes or no. If it's not, you simply don't do it. Life is a sequence of right and wrong decisions. That's it. In every circumstance that you face today, it's more on the next day. If you choose the right direction, the right response, the empowering, progressive response, You will have everything you want in life. If you choose the wrong, you make the wrong decisions, you'll start to run into obstacles. It's literally that simple. Now, how do I know which is the right and which is the wrong decision? Well, the only way is with goals. So if I set a 25-year goal and I go, that's where I'm going. I know today, tomorrow, and for the next 25 years exactly what decisions I need to make. It makes it so clear. And I think sometimes people stop setting goals because they stop believing in their own ability to follow through. I started thinking that I'm not going to do it because I'm going to be disappointed in myself. Or maybe other people are going to be disappointed in me. Maybe other people are going to find out that I didn't follow through. I encourage you. Sometimes it hurts to set a goal. Sometimes it hurts to follow through in a goal. Good. It's supposed to hurt. Anything outside of your comfort zone is supposed to be uncomfortable. I share this with my coaching team all the time. If you simply do anything one degree outside of your comfort zone, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel like a disturbance. It's going to feel unusual, like being hungry. If you don't eat for a few hours, what happens? You get hungry. Is that a bad thing? No, but most people panic and they shove food down their throat. It's a wonderful thing. It's just a little bit of discomfort. And the more you can become uncomfortable, sorry, become comfortable being uncomfortable,
1: the more you'll change. Sit with that. When you feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable, a little bit of discomfort, sit with it
0: and say, Oh, create an association of progress in discomfort. So, as I said probably a few times before on the podcast, when I was a professional bodybuilder, when I felt really hungry, I would smile because I knew that was associated with fat loss. I knew that I was burning through fat. When I'm hungry, it means my body's increased ghrelin, the hunger hormone with ghrelin comes growth hormone. So I I was hungry. I was like, oh yeah, I'm burning fat. I allowed myself to go so deep into hunger. Sometimes it was incredibly uncomfortable, but the more I became uncomfortable, the more I would enjoy it. It's the same thing in leg training for me. How did I develop some of the best legs in the world? I created an association with discomfort and progress rather than discomfort and weakness and wanting to stop and feeling like a victim. Like, oh no, I'm going to panic. I'm going to stop. What? <laughs> Why? It doesn't make any sense. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. Seek discomfort. When you seek discomfort, you step into progress. Ah, Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you need accountability. Sometimes you need a reminder. Sometimes you need to check yourself, but you can do it. You can do it every day.
1: And I will admit that I am not perfect.
0: I definitely get stuck in comfort sometimes. But luckily for me, I have people in my life who inspire me, people in my life who call me on my BS. I do that for a lot of people in my world. People who who are in my coaching community will know that. Like, I'm the first guy to call you on your bullshit. Well, I have so many stories as to why we can't. And that's why people like coaching with me is because as soon as we get on a call, I'm going to first up-level your expectations for yourself. Second- Question: What you think is possible for you, and question what you think your what your beliefs are. And third, show you a path to improving every aspect that you aspire to. That is what I love to do: is making making the light bulbs go on for people and go, "Holy smokes, I'm capable of so much more than I realize." That, my friends, is how we make progress in life. Create a community of people who hold you to the highest standard. If you're a high achiever. Create a community of high achievers. If you aspire to be a high achiever, find people who inspire you. Find people who hold your feet to the fire and call you on your bullshit and not let you settle for anything less than your absolute best because you deserve it. And it's so much closer than you think. I remember being, I don't know, maybe 18 years old and thinking that everything I wanted in life was so far off in the future. But instead of looking at the top of the peak of the mountain, I simply looked one foot in front of me and I said, what can I do today to be my best? Own today. That's it. Can you do the top five things that are most important today to move you toward your goals? If you do, you win every single day. Can you give yourself a W at the end of the day and say, yeah, I won the day. If you win successive days, consecutive days, you win life. How many days of the row can you win? So I encourage each and every one of you. And I talked about this in previous Sunday's podcast. Every Sunday, sit down and go, what are the top five things I need to do every day, every single day to move toward my goal? And there's, it's non-negotiable, right? It's non-negotiable. So you have to say, who do I want to be in one year, five years, 25 years? What are the five things that that person who already has what I want does every day? And if I can't quite do it all yet, What can I do that's the smallest incremental thing that gets me closer to that? That is the aspiration. So if I want to have $100 million in the bank, that's way off in the distance. And I go, okay, well, what does that person do? And how do they get there? And how can I create a roadmap? And if I can't see it myself, that's okay. But guess what? There's somebody out there who has seen that, who knows how to do it, who can help you get there. And maybe you start with, hey, first, I want to start with a million and then i want 10 million and then i want 30 million and then i want 100 million and you progress but you can do something every day toward its attainment another thing that i uh, borrow from tony robbins is never set never leave the sight of setting a goal without doing something toward its attainment so if you sit down after this podcast and you're inspired to write some goals you must in that moment do something to accomplish the goal it's not complex do something. So here's what I suggest you do. Write down the things you can do every single day that move you toward it. That's one. Second, enlist the help of people that you know are able and willing to support you in this goal. How do you know that someone's able and willing to help you? You ask. And how do you create a community of people who are able and willing to help? You Do the same for them. High achievers lift each other up. It's not about me against you. It's not me versus you. It's me and you. Together, we can do so much more than we can do on our own. It's not even one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals infinity. It's one plus one equals 100, 1,000, whatever it is. It's so much greater than you think. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. As I said, if you're someone who likes to create a community of high achievers, and share this podcast with someone you know and love who is aspiring to live their greatest life in a the body they love, who is aspiring to get out of the comfort zone, to get out of the common narrative of fear and inadequacy and segregation and all this complete horse shit that's going on around the world right now. Let's all lift each other up. Let's have a great day. Let's do our best and encourage those around you. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. Don't put others down. Lift each other up. We're all here to make the world a better place, regardless of all of the things going, around, around, going around, on around us right now. Stop. Lift each other up. Today's podcast is brought to you guys by You Can, my favorite intra-workout, Carbohydrate. I know for a long time, people are a little bit iffy on whether or not to use carbohydrates during a workout. I'm telling you, if you want to improve your performance, UCAN is a great way to do it. UCAN.co is where you can go to get UCAN. UCAN is a very slow digesting and absorbing starch that does not spike your blood sugar. Here's why that's interesting. When we spike our blood sugar, the body stops burning fat for fuel, switches into using glucose, and ultimately, uh, can sometimes cause some lethargy, can sometimes cause um, fatigue in a workout. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Um, but my experience with UCAN has been a significant increase in performance. At the time, I was doing a ketogenic diet, so I was very low carbohydrate. And when I added in 70 grams of UCAN during my workout, my performance was able to be extended. So I wouldn't say it was increased necessarily. So my top end didn't go up, but I was able to extend out the amount of work I did. Not just the amount of work, but the amount of quality work. So anyone who's done a low calorie diet, you'll know that, or low calorie or ketogenic diet, you'll know that your top end performance is usually pretty good, but it tends to drop off pretty quickly. So people become very dependent on stimulants. People become dependent on Lord knows what else to um, drive performance. And one of the simplest things I could do in low calories, is two scoops of UCAN mixed in my intro workout with about, for me, it was about 10 grams of essential amino acids and about five grams of creatine. Putting that in my intro workout was uh, miraculous for performance. And my great friend, Danny Vega, will tell you that he wasn't doing it in the beginning. And then he started and both of us really took off in our progress. And we trained together for about 16 weeks and uh, made some really, really great progress. So, if you are interested in getting hooked up with UCAN for a very short amount of time, they're hooking you up with 20% off. Head over to UCAN.co. Use the code Muscle to get hooked up with 20% off. Thank you very much, UCAN, for sponsoring the podcast, making the show possible. And I'm super grateful for your support and uh, for always providing a wonderful product. UCAN has got a very interesting story as to how they started. It's actually worth a read. If you go to their website, you can check out that this product was actually created for um, a specific disease that exists in children where these children can't store glucose. Their body doesn't literally have the enzymes to store glycogen in the muscles. So uh, they they die very, very young. So what they notice is by consuming this starch, this what they call super starch, it was able to keep the children alive for uh, a long time. I'm not sure what the life expectancy is, but a lot longer than was expected in the past. And just because we kept their blood sugar stable and that's just so wonderful. And you can realize that this had huge implications in, in high-level sports. And so we get uh, high-level athletes who mix this in. So if you're somebody who plays a sport, hockey, football, baseball – mixing these things in just to keep your blood sugar consistent because it's those ups and downs that tend to cause a little bit of a fluctuation in focus, in mental state, in visual acuity, uh, in in neurological performance. So if we keep our blood sugar kind of consistent without up or down, uh, we'll notice a lot more stability in our performance, which is definitely desirable regardless if your goal is uh, building muscle, losing fat, or just performing in traps at best. So thanks again. You guys can head over to UCAN, U-C-A-N dot C-O. use the code muscle to get hooked up with 20% off. Ladies and gents, thank you for tuning into the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Pukulski. As always, we do our best to bring you the best information. If you did enjoy this podcast, I would love a review. I'd love a share on social. And don't forget to head over to Facebook if you're on Facebook and get in the Muscle Intelligence community as we start to share more and more amazing information about uh, all the ways I help you build muscle and live your goodest life. A coaching program that we just launched, which we take a very small number of people. Uh, we are asking that the, all the people who join this coaching are high achievers, people who are aspiring to be their best every day. We don't take on just anybody. You have to be 100% committed to changing now. If you're interested in that, you can head over to muscleintelligence.com slash apply, muscleintelligence.com slash A-P-P-L-Y. Uh, We can also uh, expect in the near future that I take on another cohort of mentorship uh, coaches. So I've got a unique business model coming into my life or into my reality, and and I'm going to be needing a large number of coaches to mentor. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, if you've got some experience in personal training, you can um, head over to muscleintelligence.com. Somewhere on that site, you'll find an application form for the mentorship. I believe it's on the main page if you go to coaching if you go there, there's a choice. There's an option to join the mentorship or at least apply for the mentorship. We'll get on a phone call. We'll see if you're a great fit. If we are, we'll work together uh, for at least three months. Thanks guys. Appreciate you being here. Uh, I don't take your attention lightly and I know this is a long one. So thank you for your attention and listening all the way to the end. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Pikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.